And welcome back again, ladies and gents, to another episode of Tales of the 2%. I am your man, your boy, Mr. Wilson. Welcome back again for all of you. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode, man. I got my guys with me, and we are ready to discuss yet another interesting topic. But before we get them in here, guys, remember, Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the good folks over at Crux Media Group. That's right, Crux Media Group. If you want to get your podcast out there, get it monetized, get it started, please reach at to them at info at cruxmediagroupllc.com make sure you everything from getting your podcast started to getting equipment to getting it monetized man so that's crux media we are at the crux the heart of podcasting man but i got my guys with me man let's go ahead and get them up in here first and foremost the one the only mr too cool for school antoine what's going on boy yo yo what's going on world there he is welcome welcome world you're right. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome, world. Man, coolest TDS that I have ever known. Najee Elta. Yeah, what up, boy? <laughs> Lord. What it do? What it Najee, do? There? there he go. All right. There he is. Another hand clapping. There you go. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, America's favorite science teacher, my boy, my tap twin, Donnie Williams. How you doing, brother? What's going on? What's going on, family? There he is, Mr. Moderator, guys. Fellas, we back for another week. It's been ups, it's been downs, man. Just a real quick check-in. How are you guys doing? What's popping in y'all classrooms? Y'all talk to me, man. Hey, I just want to say, uh, in the state of Georgia, we are officially, I think it's uh, 55 days away from Georgia milestone testing. Um, this is the time of the year where it gets a little more rigorous. Everything is intentional. Um, so, you know, just trying to make sure my students understand the importance of showing how great and smart that I know they are on these uh, state mandated tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important. Very important. Don, how you feeling, brother? Oh, man, I'm doing well in my neck of the woods. We're uh, just moving forward as we're deconstructing this curriculum, man, these standards. Uh, making sure these students are prepped, as Antoine stated, for state testing. I know in my class, even though we don't take um, Georgia milestones in seventh grade science, we do have to prep for end of year uh, map testing. So right now we're just uh, doing a little bit of balancing. We're working on the current curriculum. And then for homework, I've just been giving them different review assignments from units one and two. So just making sure we can stay on a good trajectory towards the end of the year. That's all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff, Don. And Najee, brother, how's it going at that TDS life, man? How your candidates looking? How you how you feeling wrapping things up now? Because almost should be heading into graduation time almost, right? Yeah. Um. So graduation will be in May. Uh, but, you know, uh, I just been focused in on just my level of support. How can I uh, serve teachers at Clayton County Public Schools? Um, you know, coming in and co-teaching with them, um, just kind of switching up my role so I can be more of a support um, to education in our district, uh, to any teacher, not only uh, candidates of, of TAP, um, and also thinking about ways that we can, I can go in and do some professional developments for uh, technology or whatever your school may need. So that's what I'll be going into as I wrap up January. I'm looking forward to February and seeing how can I support more schools moving into the upcoming month. Yes, sir. Ladies and gents, you heard him. If you need a PD on technology, 
Najee is the tech guy. So make sure y'all reach out to him. Y'all can follow him on Twitter and all the other social media sites and holla at your boy. He'll get at you. Um, as far as I am concerned, um, just real busy, like you guys said, heading into testing season. You know, when data starts getting released, you got to reflect and review and change up some things. So that's what's heading uh, going on at my class. Um, we got the STEAM team going on at my school, which is a little after school science club. So this Saturday, they'll be going for the Clayton County Science Fair. Uh, so we'll be taking part on that this Saturday. We got about eight projects going. So hopefully everybody shows up and shows out. So that's what we were crossing our fingers for. And we had some kids, they started something called the Science Bee, where you know, like spelling bee and geography bee. These kids, you know, take a little test, see if they qualify for the regionals. And we had a couple of kids qualify for the regional science bee. So we're trying to figure out how we're going to get them to compete or where we want to get them to compete because it's, it's an exciting thing. So those are a few things that's going on. Trying to keep up with all the greatness amongst these black men here. Believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time, guys. We are happy to have you, man. Make sure you follow us at Peter. I tell the two percent on Instagram. Join the conversation in our Facebook group. I tell the two percent podcast part of the conversation. Leave us a teacher's mouth confessions. Email the show at TOTP podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice on that four seven zero six six eight eight. Now, like all good teachers lesson plan is in place it's hanging on the door it's up the standards are posted our uh our boards are written you know the, the structure is up so we're, we're in place everything's in place so for those of you who don't know we got our warm-up we got our class announcements learning objective a phenomenon got in question academic discussion data talk we got our teachers lounge confessions Oh, and we actually have an email that was sent in to us. So we got our first email for our teachers' lounge confessions. I can't wait for you guys to get down to that one. Uh, then we got our teachers' lounge confessions, the SEL moment to get out the door. But, gentlemen, let's say we jump straight into this warm up, fellas. Y'all ready for this? Hey, man, let's go. All right, let's do it, gentlemen. Our warm up for today, we are having fun with this one. We're going back to to our alphabet aerobics now for those who've never heard of alphabet aerobics it is a dope song by a rap artist by the name of black alicious where he literally raps the entire alphabet but for us we are going to try and use every letter of the alphabet on a specific topic today's topic movies we all love movies we love movies we've seen them can't wait to go to the movie theaters so we are going all in on movies i'm gonna go first Najee, you're gonna go second Antoine third and Donnie felt me, Najee, Antoine, Donnie. We're gonna go in that order and see if we can make it through the entire alphabet. And again, guys, try this warm up in your classroom on any content, on any area, on any subject, and watch the last roll in. So we're gonna go yeah. starting with me at A Airbud. Let's go with Airbud. Love that golden retriever. I'm going with Belly. Oh yeah, okay. classic boy. Yes, yeah, yeah, classic, classic. Let's see. C, C. I'm gonna go with uh man, C. Coach Carter. All right. Yeah, another classic. 
with Samuel Jackson. All right. Um, <clears throat> you think you can help talk to me like that? <laughs> I will have you in every day. <laughs> Sam, yeah, rise up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, D, D is for um, the devil's advocate. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one. That was a good show. That was good. Yeah, with that. yeah it was. Um, let's see. E, where am I at? Classic '80s movie. E.T. E.T. Phone home. That was a classic. It's on me, Elf. Smokey, is that you? Friday <laughs> all day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, I got G. Let's see, G's gonna go for a movie called Glory. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory. Oh, oh, bro, come on, son. Glory is a classic, right there, with the young Denzel with the teardrop. Yes, sir. Glory, oh, man, man, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's see, H. H is for uh Halloween. Oh yeah. Oh. Halloween one two three four five six seven eight. Pause. Oh. Me and my wife. <laughs> Wait, pause. Me and my wife just watched the last Halloween. Halloween ends. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Bro. I don't like. I don't like scary movies. I'm the. I'm the one to talk through an entire scary movie. So. Oh man. Uh, let's let's see what is on me. I. Oh snap! Out of wild. Shout out to Al Ooh, Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Mr. Andre Benjamin. That's it. Jay, I got juice with Tupac. Come on with, okay. Come on with these classic guys. Y'all see what's over in your collection, boy. Ooh. Okay, we're going to go with uh, King Kong. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 All right. King L. Kong. Yeah. Another horror film, Lake Placid with the oh. alligators. Donnie, that's what you want all these horror movies. Bro, I mean, that's just what's coming to mind. <laughs> that, that, that's just what's coming to mind, man. I can't help it. So it's, always, it's always the quiet ones, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you said, okay, so L M. Um, Lord, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. M, M. Okay, shout out to the Westerns. Magnificent Seven. Great movie. Oh, that was a good That's one. That's a good one. Another good. oh yeah. Magnificent seven. Okay. Oh man, I'm stuck on this end now. Oh, in, in, in. I'm stuck on in. I wanted to say Ninja Turtles, but that's uh <laughs> that's not in. Bro, come on, that's acceptable. That's acceptable. We'll take that one. That's in Ninja Turtles, yeah. Part one. Nobody ever says teenage mutant. Nobody ever teenage mutant. They always say ninja turtles. We remember what we are talking about. Yeah. Could have said night of the living dead. Zombie family. See, Dunny with another Let's see what it's on me. Y'all got L M O. Let me get the movie with uh uh Beyonce in it, obsessed. Oh, okay. That was a good one. Ooh. Yeah, that was a real good thriller. Uh, well, yeah, suspense, I should say. Okay. Um, yeah. P. Uh, P. 
uh, Project X. Y'all seen that? Oh, one? oh yeah. That's the party. Yo. <laughs> X. That movie. We watched that tonight. Oh, I remember that one. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. They that was wild in that movie. I said, this is an element of the PQ. Ooh. Lord, I'm at a loss for this one. I want to say Queen's Gambit, but that's a TV series. That's a Netflix series. No, you can go with uh, the one with the Queen of the Dam. Queen of the Dam. That one? A Quiet Place? How could I forget that place? A quiet, a quiet place. How could I forget that? A quiet place. <laughs> I got R with another suspense. Yeah, that's right. R, R, R. Supposed to wear myself down for the team? What team? Remember the Titans? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, dang. yes sir, yes sir, yes Bruh. sir. Pause. Paul, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans has the best quote, and I promise you, I've used it so many times. When my man Wood stood up and said, "Attitude reflect leadership, Captain." Woo! Yep. yep. Now, I know that movie verbatim, so don't get me started now. <laughs> oh man. Hey, okay. Denzel, oh, yes, man. We're gonna go with uh, Summer of Sam. Yeah. 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 That's on, that's on my to watch list for the summertime. Okay. Um T is for Terminator. Terminator can't 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 go wrong with Terminator. Oh can't yeah. Terminator. Terminator. You. Bro, what you what you movie is there? Uh let's see. You is a uh, uh, isn't a movie called Undisputed? Undisputed. Undisputed. There we go. Undisputed. The one the, the one with the one with Wesley Snipes, not Michael Jai White. The one with Wesley Snipes. That's the one I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, one, the one with Wesley Snipes is the one I like. All right, so Michael now we Michael on Jai White did all right in them sequels, but Wesley Wesley had had it for that one. For that. <laughs> Danny, I think I'm on my horror now. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So technically, would you consider would you consider that a horror? or Was that a comedy? Well, you know they got horror comedy, so I don't know. It could have been both. <laughs> yeah, like get, get out, get out is like yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, we at TV. All right, what we going to W? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, W. Let's see. Um, hmm, W W W. White man can't jump. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> My boy Billy, right there, White Man Can't Jump is a classic. My boy Billy, yeah, yeah, Billy had that fine Puerto Rican too, but you can't hear Jimmy. No, 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 you can't hear you can't hear Jimmy. That's that's a problem. You can't hear Jimmy. That's a problem. Right. Oh, it ran classic, 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 classic. All right. Oh, what I got? X. X is for X Men. Okay. Oh, classic. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hopefully they re they re re release these X Men coming up soon. I need to see mm -hmm. what the MCU yeah. is gonna do with them. Don, they they, they they keep teasing us. I need my X Men to come on out, bro. Right. All right, they better so make it good. Why? Hmm. They do. Uh, it's only two X Men. I need to see. I need to see, actually three. I need to see Gambit. I need to see Rogue, and I need to see Storm. They're the only three I care about. Mm, yeah. Yep. 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 But, but with why? Oh. 
Why? Why? Why, Craig? Wow, I'm drawing a blank on why. Somebody give me something for why. Let's see. Why you can go with um hmm, why? What is there for why? I'm stumped on why too. I'm sure it's a couple of them huh. too. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a young something something. Young there. Frankenstein. There we go, young Frankenstein. Yeah, is that know. is that the one with um my man from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I think uh no, that's not so. Gene, Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder. Is that Young Frankenstein? I think I know it's super, uh, I don't super know. old I gotta, now. Don't make me lie now. That's uh, way yeah. before my time. Yeah, I got I gotta go back and look. I gotta go back and look because I feel like <laughs> yeah. gonna kill me if I say the wrong thing. All right, now as you wrap us up, brother Z. Let's All right, Z. Um had to go with my favorite one of my favorite movies. Uh Zootopia. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm in <laughs> Spoken like a true dad. <laughs> right. We know, got, we know who got that premium Disney Plus access over there. That is true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey man, shout out for a good, good, another good war, my fellas. Appreciate it. Don, let's go ahead and jump into our announcement for today and with Black History Month coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, tales of the two percent like to do is start up and give you guys some interesting black history facts and moments. So, Don, give us our announcements and black history moment for today. Most definitely. Uh, as of now, there are no announcements today, so let's get straight to the black history moment. As we are set to begin and celebrate Black History Month starting February 1st, 2023, we here at the Tales of the Two Percent want to offer up some important black history key moments and facts to spread the word and increase knowledge about how black history is american history today the two percent celebrate the father of black history month carter g woodson born in 1875 in new canton virginia woodson had worked as a sharecropper miner and various other jobs during his childhood to help support his large family though he entered high school late he made up for his lost time graduating in less than two years. After attending Berea College in Kentucky, Woodson worked in the Philippines as an education superintendent for the U.S. government. He earned his bachelor's and master's degree at the University of Chicago before entering Harvard. In 1912, three years before founding the ASNLH, he became the only second african-american after w.e.b du bois to earn a doctorate from that institution like du bois woodson believed that young african-americans in the early 20th century were not being taught enough of their own history and the achievements of their ancestors to get this message out woodson first turned to his fraternity omega sci-fi which created negro history and literature week in 1924 but woodson wanted a wider celebration and he decided the ASNLH Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, also founded by Woodson, should take on the task itself. In February 1926, Woodson sent out a press release announcing the first Negro History Week. He chose February because the month contained the birthdays of both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, two prominent men whose historic achievements African Americans already celebrated. Lincoln's birthday was February 12th. Douglas, who was formerly enslaved, had known his actual birthday, but had marked the occasion on February 14th. 
ladies and gentlemen there you have it our black history moment for the day remember carter g woodson the man who helped start black history month when it was just black history we guys it is of the utmost importance that we make sure to take time to realize that black history is american history ladies and gentlemen like it or leave it we helped build and create so much that is often overlooked today and used today guys so whether you got somebody on the street whether you got them in your home to make sure they understand that they come from greatness happy black history month to everybody who is out there guys so our guy question and i learned an objective for today brother to relate and explain how the two percent tries to relate to and close the disconnect between students and content there it is there it is there it is now uh we were talking backstage we're talking in the green room guys and i we came upon this topic because what i'm realizing more and more is that unfortunately students these days are disconnected from a lot of things and whether you use the word disconnected or you use the word disengaged it's it's obvious almost from day one who is there to learn and sometimes it feels like who was there just because their mama made them come to school so i'm gonna pose two questions first man all right first question i'm gonna draw out there i'm gonna throw this one to you antoine how do you define disconnect or disengagement if i had to define uh disengagement um i would definitely say that this is a this is a level of thinking or a level of understanding where students are just not connected to the content. Um, sometimes it can come from them actually being very low in this subject, which means they don't have the skills or the knowledge to connect to the information. And then sometimes it's just a sheer disconnect or disengagement with the level of rigor or excitement that the teachers may not put inside of the content that they're teaching yeah 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 um Nazi, same question man i would just say um disconnecting education is just uh when you know whether it's a student teacher um any professional education uh also who separates themselves uh from whatever it is that they're trying to gain in education so or in the school so for example um like antoine stated a student who's you know disconnected uh separates themselves uh from their peers so they don't know how to have any social skills or a student who separates themselves from learning um they just don't have the motivation to uh pick up a pencil or even do the work so i would just say once you know once you separate yourself from an aspect in your life where it's meaningful for you to gain whether friends or uh education or you know feeling motivated to even do work in education um that's when the disconnect begins to happen all right don man how do you define disconnect or disengagement um it's not too different than what e and antoine stated a lack of engagement a lack of interest um you find or you may personally believe that there is no relevance in what you're doing or what you're trying to understand yeah yeah plain and simple man that's that's basically what it is and and for me just to kind of sum it all up with you guys i i 100 agree it's the level of trying 
or the want to try when it comes to specific subject. And and you you can all see on a face flat out whether or not a kid is going to try. Um, so that brings me to the next question that I want to ask. And this is our guiding question for the day, man. What is to blame for the disconnected kids? We're all fathers. We all teach. We all deal with kids in some way, form, or fashion of another. So what is to blame for the disconnect in today's each of us? almost got a different answer man so don i'm gonna throw it back out to you man what's the blame for the disconnecting kids today honest truth and i don't know uh how you all might perceive this but honestly i think everybody us included is responsible for the disconnect with our scholars um we yeah. could just as easily point yeah. the blame at technology and music videos and saying that this is the reason why education is discredited, this, that, and the third. But even sometimes the way our curriculum is written, man, um, if I was a student, a 12, 13-year-old student sitting in my own class having to learn about, you know, someone who doesn't look like me making all these strides in science, I might be at a predisposition to be disengaged. You know, you know, earlier we had a show where we talked about, you know, how thoughtful is the curriculum? Is the curriculum culturally responsive you know sometimes we sit up there and teach stuff that might even bore us so you know i feel like all of us have have played a role and in the disconnect um doesn't mean it has to stay that way you know i believe that as long as you're striving to be a better educator a better human being better father who whatever your role is whatever the hat is that you wear as long as you're cognizant of these dis this disconnect um and the lack of interest and you're mm-hmm. you put forth your best efforts to try to engage students in some way and it might not even be just um academically it could be emotion you know emotionally engaging with the student you know or whatnot you know as long as we put forth a conscious effort then i believe we're taking the steps in the right direction to make the educational experience better for the students and then also at the same time within the same breath these students um should be held accountable as well um we shouldn't sometimes we get so caught up in the content the fact that okay i I gotta teach these students how to write an argumentative essay or i gotta teach these students how to balance equations i gotta teach them how to read this chart sometimes we get so caught up in the content that we forget really that we're supposed to be training them to be better thinkers. And that within itself, if you can push that idea, sometimes you can boost mm. um, motivation, I suppose. Not always, but sometimes, you know, like sometimes I tell my students, you might not remember what an atom is 10 or 15 years from now, but you're gonna be at your job wherever you are and you're gonna have information. You're gonna have some kind of data that you're gonna have to collect. Even if you're working at AutoZone, and you running diagnostics on somebody's car that came in and, and you know you're hooking up the cables you got to be able to tell this person okay well uh the battery uh is going out or whatever the case may be you're gonna have to be able to obtain evaluate and communicate information it just may look different depending on what your craft is depending on what your line of work is so you know sometimes you as far as the student's point of view sometimes you yeah. do have to suck it up and just learn there are things that you have to do is is not to harm you 
it's not to make you feel bad, but it's, you know, it's to better mm-hmm. you. Sometimes you got to mu- just muscle through things and learn it. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like yeah. we've all played a helping hand, yeah. but yeah. it doesn't yeah. mean things have to stay that way either. Agree. Antoine, tap. You know what? Um, I was thinking about this, you know, really, really deeply. And then it hit me that differentiation is the blame for the disconnect in today's kids. Mm. Differentiation. Talk about it. Okay, so when you think about differentiating things, you got to understand we all learn differently. We all have strengths and weaknesses in different areas, which makes us all unique. But if you um if you only decide to teach information or give information from one perspective, you're going to lose one third of your class who do not think the way that you're presenting the information. And so a lot of times when stuff is uh, a disconnect for students is because they don't see it from the perspective that you're teaching it from. You got to find innovative ways to give this information to our students. And when you only give it to, uh, auditory learners nothing but visuals, you lose them. Yeah. When you give visual learners nothing but lectures and direct instruction, you lose them. When you give tactile learners nothing but pictures, you lose them. And so I think a lot of our disengagement is we're just not appealing to the senses of all of our learners. That's a good point, then. That's a good point, man. Now you jump in there, bro. Um. You guys made some really good points. Uh, for me, I will say discipline. Um, <laughs> behavior affects academics. I got a yeah. belt right now. I got a belt right now. <laughs> and when we think about, and when I think about behavior overall, I think about the behavior that's allowed at home by parents. Um, to Donnie's point, everyone is to blame, right? So home, uh, the behavior that we allow in school. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about acting out behavior. I'm talking about coming to, allowing the kids to come to school late. I'm talking about kids not having what they need ready for school. I'm talking about sometimes teacher may not even be prepared to receive students. So the behavior of a teacher, um, we, we have to get more discipline. And because mm. we're not disciplining, because as teachers, as parents, even the kids have to have a form of discipline in themselves. Then you start seeing the disconnect, because if something is not ready, when you go out to a restaurant or you you hanging out with your friends or you go to a party and they tell you, you know, be here at this time and you get there at that time and, you know, they're not there. You start to disconnect yourself. You're like, OK, well, you know, they're not even ready, man. I'm, You know, I don't even want to be here anymore. Right. Then you just start planning your exit or you just not entertain or you're not engaged because of the discipline, because you're not you, your behavior has shown that you're late. Your behavior has shown that you don't take, mm-hmm. you know, uh, RSVP seriously. So if we can control discipline in education, not only for the child, because we can all we can just say, you know, disruptive student. We do understand that disruptive students hinder and disconnect other kids from learning. But let's talk about the other intangibles, like, you know, tardiness and uh, lack of planning. Let's talk about what happens at home with that child uh, that really, truly caused a disconnect before they even step in the school building. And we have to deal with that disconnect as a teacher the entire day. So uh, for me, I would say discipline because behavior affects academics. Yeah. And I'm sorry to chime back in, but I was just thinking about this as you was talking, E. Like I, all of us, how many times have we had a, a, a conference 
and we're sitting there talking to the parent and the parent has stated, well, I didn't even know little Timmy had this dude. Well, I didn't even know that little. So there's disconnect. The disconnect is uniform. There's disconnect between communication with the parent and and the child. So that's true. Cool. That's a disconnect in communication. Ah. Affirmative. That's big. That's big, man. That's big, man. Let me let me let me wrap this thing all up, man. For me, I think what in, in my opinion, what is to blame for the disconnect in a lot of kids is the view on education itself. And this is what I mean. When we were in school, it was put into our head, you're gonna be a doctor, you're gonna be a lawyer, you're gonna do this, that, and the third. And the only way to get there is to get a good education. Fast forward to us as teachers now, we've got people like entrepreneurs. We got these people that go from high school to the league. We got these people that are getting YouTube famous, making all these money. So the value of education has shrunken so much where kids feel like they don't need these classes to get the life that they want or that they need. They don't need to think critically to be able to go dribble a basketball and play ball for the rest of their life. They don't need to know the eight planets and what the different type of universes are for the rest of their life. They're going to be doing makeup tutorials and, and YouTube videos. They don't need to know how to write correct sentences and things like that. If in their minds, they're going to be doing something other than what's happening in classes. So I think the view on education, I don't know when it happened, but it shifted and everyone values learning outside of the classroom more than they do learning in the classroom. Because even us as teachers and even now, I'm pretty sure what they tell you all the time, we got to be able to relate classroom content to real world situations. And everybody's so quick now to skip over the classroom content and get to the real world situation that it's created such a disconnect, even amongst the parents. Parents now, they treating middle school football games like they kid going to the league at the end of the season. They treat <laughs> basketball games like, you know, my son, the number two pick in the draft at the end of the season, forgetting that these kids are student first, then athletes, forgetting that these kids are doing a lot of these extracurricular activities are student first, and then whatever else that they're doing. So in my opinion, I think that that view and that change of how we value education is really what's caused the biggest disconnect. That's real. Yeah, which brings me which brings me to the next question. Najee, I'm gonna throw this to you because again, you've had the you've had the you've the hat of act teacher, you've won the hack of academic coach, you've now wearing a hat of TDS. So let me ask you this question, man. Who do you think is more disconnected? Connected, teachers from the students or students from classroom content. Oh, that is good. Um, I will say now that, that this is not you know no specific data or anything on this. It's just an opinion of mine. I would say you know for for most schools that I've seen or you know just conversing with some people, I, I think I think it's. The teachers are disconnected. And I would say teachers are disconnected because we can get students to learn. We can get them to learn. It's yeah. all about back to Dunny's point. The, the the standards of the curriculum is just boring or it's not as entertaining. So teachers are forced to be creative in every sense of the way. So that's pressure on teachers. So I have to make, you know, 
minerals and rocks entertaining if I'm an earth science teacher, right? Consistently, or the layers yeah. of the earth, or you know, uh, literary writing uh, in ELA. I don't know the standards, but teachers are forced to be creative in every sense of the way for all kids that they serve. If you're serving over 120 kids in a day, you have to be creative for all students. Back to that differentiation piece that, that Antoine spoke about. So teachers began to disconnect because it's just like, man, it's a lot of work with a little time and lack of support, lack of resources. Um, and, you know, God forbid that there's something going on in that day, the lack of time. And it's just so I think teachers begin to disconnect and they just go about just teaching it the traditional way. You know, going into just straight modeling or lecturing and just having kids take notes and the kids begin to disconnect in that sense, too, because the, the curriculum is just not entertaining, especially to your point, Donnie. Yeah. When you when you're learning about people who don't look like you or you're reading old texts that doesn't relate to your real world right now. So, again, yeah. um, I just see teachers disconnect in that area. Uh, and, you know, we're human beings as educators. We have our own personal lives going on in addition to being teachers and it's not fair to say that we're teachers 24 7 we wear multiple hats you don't have to wear multiple hats don't let that that cliche or whatever that 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 statement or phrase uh force you to do more than what you're expected to do be a phenomenal teacher and go home and be a phenomenal parent or a phenomenal individual uh, because no one says to a police officer you're a police officer 24 hours a day or a judge or or a lawyer so be who you are because if not then you're going to begin to disconnect continuously and then we'll start seeing disconnects with our students good stuff Donnie. good stuff yo i'm a pivot i'm a pivot to a whole another question real quick because i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this to donnie i'm gonna throw this to you too antoine so um Najee brought up something that I that well he referred to something that I want to kind of relate the next question to, and that's these generational gaps. The 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 these you know what a generation generational gap is between millennials, baby boomers, all these other type of things. So, do you think, all right, and and, and do you think generational gaps are to blame for a lot of the disconnect? in education as well. And I'm gonna throw that to you first, Antoine. So the question is, do we think generational gaps uh, affects- are, are to blame for a lot of the disconnect. Let's see, Gen now when you say generation, are you speaking about just the terms of how many years are going by uh, where the teachers are becoming older and then the generations are becoming different? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll be honest with you, even though the generations might be becoming older and the generations are younger, the content never changes. Hmm. The content never changes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of throw it back to our lives. Man, what grandma did with your mama and daddy, it didn't kill them. And my grandma used always say, it didn't kill your mama and it ain't going to kill you either. <laughs> you know right, right, and right, so the point right. I'm making is... Man, you need that, bro. You need you. You know, we have an older teacher in my building, man. And sometimes I just go over there and I just I, I thank her. You know, what I'm saying I hug on her because she that old school that 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 grandmotherly feel that we need, but she still mm -hmm. teaches science like it's nobody's business. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is uh, even though the generations may change, I think you still need those staunch, firm, like Najee said, uh, discipline. Because, you know, discipline is different with grandma yeah. than it is being mama. You know, discipline is different with, yeah. your, with, your, with, your, with your great grandma than it was with, with grandma. So they stuck on real, true disciplinary values. Whereas you see now a lot of these young teachers, I'm going to call it like I see it. They too connected. Oh, yeah, let me talk my talk. Yeah. They too connected to the kids. If you too connected to the yeah. kids, yeah. you don't want to teach. You want to be their friend. You want to be their friend. You want to be all dancing with them. And, and that's cool. But when kids blur the lines between discipline and that's my friend or I like them because they cool, I don't think they can learn too much from those type of people. I don't think they can learn from them because they they become too buddy-buddy and the lines get blurred. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Boy, you hit on something right there. Donnie, jump in. That was good. Man, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with Antoine. Um, cause I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, when I was three, two plus two equals four. Now that I'm 30, two, two plus two equals four. It didn't change, did it, Donnie? When I'm 60, <laughs> two plus two is still going to equal four. So what, so what I mean by that is that exactly what Antoine stated, that the, the content empirical data will, will never change. However, um, contemporary pedagogical practices will change as far as what they want us to do to maintain interest will change gotcha. um, based off of whatever fad based off of whatever um, they say works right now for students and peaking their interest but I'm also going to throw this in there however all of these things are great but it's not going to help them because assessment doesn't align with the type of assessments that they that they're going to take doesn't align with what contemporary practice is telling us to do with them to maintain their interest. That just goes back to what I said earlier. Like sometimes you just got to muscle through. Every lesson can't be um, a Miss Frizzle Magic School Bus lesson. You know, I've heard an academic coach say themselves, like you know, sometimes lessons is going to have to be lecture notes. You got to take your notes because guess what uh, and study notes because guess what when you take milestones when you take map heck when you take the LSAT when you take the DAT when you take the MCAT it's going to be your behind in a chair on a computer selecting A, B, C, or D or typing so hey, you know it's like <laughs> hey, hey, hey like my grandma say sit down and take your medicine <laughs> take down you ain't gonna Hold be jumping man. around all the time right take your there, medicine yeah. take your medicine hey i'm taking notes on that one but i'm about to go back boy i'm about to go and use ease tomorrow yes sir <laughs> hey nazi see you want to say something but get it there man i just got like 10 seconds right quick uh you know the curriculum says one, you know, it's not a one size, it's a one size fit all curriculum. Um, but teachers are forced to teach on a level that fits uh, multiple groups or so there is a disconnect even in the communication of what education should look like in each school. So and, and, and by doing that, um, you run you run off teachers and you confuse teachers. There's a lot of confusion in education. And when there is confusion, we know that there is disconnect. 
and to Dunny's and, and Antoine Point. Um, you know, it's it, it, we we just got to just get to a point where you know we we have these real conversations in our schools with admin so that we can truly understand that you know these approaches that's happening the things that we're forced to do as teachers and professionals in school to move our students are just not working. And it's because we're being disconnected as professionals and our students are being disconnected because a, there's no discipline. Ooh, Roger that. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Boy, deep, boy, y'all boys boy. hitting on y'all on fire. Deep, right now. My boy. Y'all on fire right yes, now. Sir. If I could, um, if I could try to wrap this thing on up and just let's just put a bow on this academic discussion, man. I think generational gaps do play a part in, and I think what that relates to is change. Um, one thing that I've realized about education is certain things are going to be set in stone always. The Christian stones, very little we can do about that. As much as we try, that curriculum is always going to be set in stone. Before we even get there, the textbooks have already been decided. been decided. Everything has already been decided. So that stuff is not going to change. Your understanding and your thinking of it, how you approach it, can change. And you can't come with harder type of teaching in 2022, 2023. It's got to change. You can't expect your student to learn like you did when you were a student because they're not the same type of kids. Mm. So I think generational gaps will only cause disconnect if you allow them to. But it needs to be an understanding and a wake-up call that if I don't do this, I'll lose them. Or if I do too much of this, I'll lose them. Like even in this conversation that we've had right now, man, like so many things are going off in my head that I need to change in my own personal classroom because I realized that intentionally I fostered disconnect in my classroom trying to do too much of one thing because of the generational gap of the way that I thought, the way that I was told. And even people who uh even people who were in charge over me who are so far removed from the classroom that there's a gap in their understanding and learning. So again, I'm saying all that to say this to teachers. And we've said this a thousand times on the show. You're in charge in that classroom. How students learn, how fast students learn, what they learn is on you. But don't get so caught up in certain things that you forget what the basic thing is there is to make sure that these students are connected, make sure that they are engaged and they might not learn the content, but make sure that they learn the critical thinking part of it. Because like Donnie said, two plus two always going to be four. But make sure that they learn that, you know, two plus one plus one also equals four two. Like it's the same problem or one plus one plus one plus one equals four. Same problem, just a different way of thinking that, man. Yeah, that's I mean. Hey, we're going to have to come back to this topic right here. But it's a good academic discussion. I like this. That's it. I like this a lot. But before we jump into our teachers' lounge confessions, man, uh, remember that Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the good folks over at Unfiltered. Visit unfilteredforever.com for all your clothing needs, from joggers to leggings, from tees to tech suits and hoodies. It's cold outside. That's right. It's cold out there. It's cold out there in the streets, boy. Big dude season. 
Uh, make sure you cop you that classic, cozy, unfiltered hoodie and join the exclusive mailing list for all the latest clothing updates and offers. Don't forget to use the promo code TAILS. That's right, T-A-L-E-S, TAILS, at checkout for 15% off of your order. That's unfiltered. There is a science to being you. Now, Antoine, I actually had some dudes stop and email the show and tell me. Uh, so we got our first email for our teacher's lounge confessions today. So Antoine, if you would, brother, please. The teacher's lounge is now unlocked. Yes, yes. Welcome to the teacher's lounge, where if you don't close the refrigerator door, your yogurt might disappear. All right, oh. here we go. Ooh. All right, so we got an email. We got an email from one of our respective listeners. And it goes a little something like this. Hey, fellas, love the show. We wanted to ask a question. You guys seem like y'all are always on it when it comes to things inside and outside the classroom. But be honest. When is the last time you actually wrote an original lesson plan? Like really sat down and plan? Or are you a part of the reuse, recycle crew too? Oh, and Najee, we know. <laughs> oh, and Najee. We know you in the office, but do you reuse as well? Sign the fellas of Clayco. So the question is, when is the last time you actually made an original lesson plan? And how often do you reuse old lesson plans? I'm going to throw oh, this one right God. out to you. Hey, man, oh, how much do oh. you recycle and how much time do you spend on actually planning real lesson plans day to day oh i felt so seen. i felt so seen. oh i felt so seen bro i felt so seen it's scary <laughs> donnie i'm not even gonna lie to you donnie i'm still using lesson plans from tap essentials <laughs> <laughs> you be blowing the dust off them bad boys as you as you as you i ain't gonna lie I ain't gonna lie. Somebody, somebody told me uh, a, a smart teacher plans. A smarter teacher reuses. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> leave it on that one right there. Oh uh, man, okay, Donnie. What about you, brother? Man, when's the last time you really sat down and created an original lesson plan, or are you two a part of the recycle reuse crew? Dude, I tell you what. Now I get the luxury of reusing. However. Last year was my first year in seventh grade, so I had to do everything from scratch, man. I was I was I was in the kitchen baking recipes from scratch. So now that I'm in seventh grade again, man, I, I'm doing what Jeff does, man. I blow the dust off them bad boys and, and reuse. I ain't mad at you, man. Uh Najee, what about you, brother? Like I'm I'm gonna say this before I give you the three R's. Um, you know. I don't buy new cars because they depreciate. Um, new homes can get can get old, right, really fast. So I like to buy older model homes so I can, you know, fix them up because it's still going to be worth the same, right? So here's my three R's. Reuse, repurpose, recycle. Right. Yes, you reuse right. A, a lesson plan. You repurpose that lesson plan for your students. You recycle it. For the next year so that you can reuse it repurpose it all over again yes. we don't want our lesson plans to de depreciate <laughs> i know i did it 
Hey, hey, if you out here listening, this is what real men talking sound like. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am the only man in my department. So I have to sit around with a lot of women that like to redo stuff. And it be pissing me off, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be looking at these women like, listen, uh, let's just go back in this file and use what they did last year instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, man. So, unfortunately, man, the women that I work with, I love them, but they don't, they don't let me reuse nothing. Listen, you can change the lesson plan template, but the information is good, boy. Hey. Same. Preachy, you, Same, just, hey, look, you just repurpose it like, you like Daddy said. Two plus two was always gonna be four, always, yep, always. Wow, oh, well, there you have it, guys. Oh, this wow. has been another segment of e. the teacher's lounge confessions. Oh, brothers, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that email. What in the world, y'all? I got the baby lullaby. Music queued up on my thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Y'all forgive me. Let me go ahead and hit pause on that one real quick. Like you, Donnie, I had to put baby boy down for a nap before we got on this show. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into our day to dig. Najee, if you please, brother. All right. It's data time. So our data comes to us today from a 2016 Education Week article found on edweek.org on student engagement. There you can find the following data. A recent poll of nearly a million U.S. students concluded that schools need to work on building supports to keep students invested in their education, especially as they advance in grade. The survey conducted by Gallup found that only half of adolescents report feeling engaged in school and a fifth are actively disengaged. About 10% of students are classified as both disengaged and discouraged. Engagement levels also show a consistent decrease as students get older, bottoming out in 11th grade. The survey's findings are based on a convenience or non-representative sampling of more than 900,000 students in grades 5 through 12 that was conducted online. The following numbers are the percentages of students who feel disengaged or disconnected in that grade level. So for fifth grade, 75%, sixth grade, 67%, seventh grade, 55%, eighth grade, 45, ninth, 41, 10th, 33, 11, 32, and 12th grade, 34%. And that source is from Gallup student polls from 2015. So the, the report suggests that engagement drops at student age because older students feel less cared for by adults and see less value in their own work. So question to you all, fellas, with the fifth grade and the sixth through eighth being very pivotal years for a child's physical and psychological development, should more be placed on teachers or parents to keep the child engaged and interested during these years or the parents? Can anything really be done? I know me personally, uh, I would say, you know, I think the formative years, you know, earlier on in children's lives, it should be more of the teacher's, you know, uh, responsibility. But as this child gets older and if you're a parent, you have to actually start asking yourself, what trajectory do I want to help my child travel on to help them be successful in life? 
So, for example, ninth, well, I should say around about, yeah, about ninth through 12th grade, that should become more of the parents' responsibility. Um, I think they should start seeing more of, okay, what are you good at? What are your 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 interests? What are your strengths? Um, what can we figure out now that we can cultivate so in the next three years you'll be, be prepared for either the college track or, you know, working class track or whatever, you know, uh, position that we can push you in. But I think teachers should be more responsible for the beginning formative years. And I think parents should take on that responsibility in later later years. And I'll jump in real quick uh, because I saw something um, that said um, the older students uh, feel less cared for by adults and see less value in their work. So when you think about elementary school kids, you know, you got those parents there every day checking on their kids, waiting for them at the bus stop. Even as middle schoolers, we see that when kids come in in the sixth grade, man, that open house, man, it's full because parents, are, the kids are going into a new uh, a new area in education, that secondary portion, and parents are just there. You can call a sixth grade parent. They're going to answer on the first ring. And then as they go into seventh grade, you start seeing the parent to parental disconnect start to happen. And then eighth grade, and then we know high school parent parental involvement is just usually not as as uh, aggressive as it was in their earlier years, because parents want to know everything when they when they when their baby is in school. Uh, but once they start getting older, that disconnect began to happen a whole lot. And those kids feel like they just own it on it by themselves. And mm. I feel like a lot has to do with a the parents, but um, the school should too also uh, push for more engagement. And I think a lot of engagement does happen because we all are middle school experts. We, we able to see a kid who does well in the sixth grade and we see what happens by the time they're in the eighth grade. Or we see a kid who's doing poorly in the sixth grade and we see what happens uh, by eighth grade. And I think that parent parental involvement is really, really key, uh, especially in those middle school years um, and those high school years as well, um, Antoine, because when those parents start disconnecting, those kids begin to disconnect because kids are not smart enough or mature enough to understand that I can do this and also do this at the same time and be successful. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and real quick, Matt, if I can tap in there real quick, I would say Oh, go ahead, Don. Go ahead, Don. No, you sure you can go for it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Bro. Okay. Take it. Take it. Away. Well, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say I really get the um, I guess the luxury of hearing how different. How can I put it? How how different um, our parent interactions are because um, I'm married to my wife is a elementary school teacher, so half the time, you know, I hear you know. A lot of the times I hear her communicating with her parents. Oh, I'm, I'm talking with this parent on Class Dojo, or this parent just emailed me, or this parent this, this parent that, this parent came up here. And I'm like, wow, I can't even tell you the last time I saw a parent come to us. Right. My school, but that really just goes to corroborate what you all were talking about earlier, um, where those K through five years really should be or at least in my opinion i really do feel like um it should be a collaborative effort k through five with establishing a strong uh, 
educational foundation for those students K through five or pre-K through five. And then as students get older, you know, the parents, in addition to the educators, should just more so become facilitators in the student's academic career. But that doesn't, that's ideal, right? But we don't live in an ideal world. We It's, it's easy for us to sit back and talk about ideal um, conditions all the time. However, we don't live in an ideal society. At any right. given point in time, people can uh, diverge away from the expectations. So, you know, um, I think it's just good to constantly have those conversations with your scholars to remind them, you know, what the end goal is. And, you know, a, a reoccurring thing that we talked about throughout the, the show is that, you know, discipline is at the crux for of of success. And, you know, that's written, believe it or not, that's written outside my door. Discipline hmm. over motivation. Because it, thinking with students and teachers in mind, heck, even parents too, you know, discipline is supposed to be at the core of what you do. You do it because it needs to be done. You know, I once heard someone state that the person that does something because it needs to be done is always going to beat the person that only does something because they feel like it, mm. you know, do, do, do your job because it needs to be done, you know, and that's for everyone. Your parent check in on your scholar because it needs to be done. You might have worked that late night, that graveyard shift and you're tired. Great. You're tired. Okay. Get over, check the homework. Anyway, the bed is going to be there when you're done checking in with them or, you know, even for us, you know, Mm -hmm. Plan for your scholars effectively so you can teach effectively and being able to provide the best instruction for them so you can collect the information that you need from your students so that way you know how to help them. Regardless of how you feel, you know, emotions will ruin a lot. Mm. So, you know, have oh, discipline ooh. at your core and then motivation comes and goes. It's just, But it makes your success that much better when you're able to use discipline and ride the wave of motivation when, you know, during its high points. But when you're at your low points, discipline is supposed to be that net to catch. You. So, so, mm. you know, as, as he's been trying to tell us this whole entire show, discipline, discipline is what it's going to take across all fields for educations, parents, students, and, you know, just having those critical conversations with our students, like just discipline is what it, it takes. Imagine if you were able to do something you hate, as if you loved it. Mm. Nobody has to know that you hate it, but imagine if you could treat the things that you hate as if you loved it. My God, man. And that's real. <laughs> and that's real. Goodness. Lo, lo, I was I was I was gonna come behind with something, but I'm gonna just slide my point on off to the side and say, uh <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> That, that's it right there. Nazi, appreciate that academic discussion. I mean, uh, that data dig right there. Dot, uh, 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 Pastor, Pastor Williams right there don't took us to church with that one. It is. Good, good stuff, Don. Stuff, good stuff. Get to our yeah, real good stuff, Don. Hey, man, before we get to our last two segments, man, uh, let's remember, man, make sure to follow us at Mr. TOTP on Twitter. At Tales of the Two Conversation in our Facebook group, at Tales of the Two Percent Podcast. If you want to be a part of the conversation, leave us a teacher's now, confession, or tap in one day as a substitute teacher. We'll welcome you in. You can be a part of the show. Email the show at 
POTP podcast at G or call and leave a voicemail at 470-765-8688. We would love to hear from you. Now, our SEL moment for the day, I had something on the rundown. I want to start it out by saying that right now for teachers, a lot of us are in the thick of it. We are in the middle of it. And whether or not you teach or whether or not you, you know, I can almost guarantee right now, everybody is in the thick of something in the middle of a storm. I remember my grandma used to say, you either going into a storm, uh, coming out of the storm, or, you know, you about to head to your next one. So the word necessary pain reminds me or, or makes me think of a few things. Sometimes things are uncomfortable to push you in the right direction. Because if everything came naturally and everything came easy, you wouldn't try hard. If everything came naturally and everything came easy, you wouldn't put the effort into it to be great. Like we were talking about all day, you would become disconnected. You would become disengaged because it's too easy for you. So pain comes along to remind us that there's still work to be done. Pain comes along to remind us that we still need help. I know what the data says about your classroom. I know what the data says. I know what admin has said. I know what your coworker said. I know what your friend said. I know what your family said. And it's painful a lot of times to sit and hear those things because you think of your intentions and you're reminded that your intentions, you had the best intention, but it just fell flat. It's painful. It's supposed to hurt. But from that pain, from that necessary pain, the next step is what defines you the most. The next step is really the most important. Are you going to let that pain define you or are you going to use that pain to motivate you to make something beautiful? Um, I've seen so many other things, heard so many motivational speeches about, you know, fall down eight times, stand up nine, or, you know, this person did this and they succeeded this many times. Long story short, Nobody likes to feel pain. Nobody likes to feel hurt. Nobody likes to want, likes to feel like their best isn't good enough. But at the end of the day, that feeling is necessary to push you towards your greatness. Anybody who has ever had anything will always tell you that it's a fight. It's a struggle. It's 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 hard. And it's hard because when you get it. When you reach that goal, that gratification will show you that all of that stuff is worth it. So understand, ladies and gentlemen, pain is necessary. It's uncomfortable. It's on sucks. Nobody wants to have to point the finger at themselves. But understand that in that pain, there's always a lesson to be learned. And I hope you learned that lesson so you can reach that next goal. I want to see you succeed. We here at Tales of the 2% want to see you reach that goal, man. We want to see you become that doctor. want to see you become that lawyer. Get that tenure. Become that master teacher. Become department chair. Become whatever you want to be, whether it's just something simple as learning to drive or something great as getting your degree. Understand that it's going to be painful and that pain is necessary. But above all things, you can do it man that's our SEL moment for the day man fellas how y'all feeling after that one feeling great great show loved it man love right on time nah for real right on time
appreciate it, fam. Listen to me, man. I'm preaching straight to myself on this one, bro. Oh, I could punch me in the face for some of the decisions and things that I've done, but I understand the process. And Ted Antoine, you got to either evolve or evaporate, man. And that's my move from now on, bro. I got to evolve or evaporate. Evolve or evaporate. Let's go. Hey, man. Y'all give us your shout out so we can get on up out of here, man. Let me jump on in there real quick, man. Um, on, a, on behalf of the Tales of the 2%, and, uh, I just want to give a shout out to every black man right now. Um, in case you don't know, you know, another uh, senseless beating by the hands of the yeah. people that's supposed to protect yeah. our community has happened again in the city of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and this time it was by the hands of other black police officers, man. So um, if you're a wife, sister mother of a black man that wakes up and goes out into the world pray for that black man because it's not easy being being us man it's not easy so shout out to every yeah. black man for real for real and i want to give a shout out to um um all the uh employees of the year who was recognized this past week uh, Clayton County Public Schools, uh, we celebrate you. Uh, even for the teachers who, you know, who didn't win, we know that you all are also teachers of the years in your classroom. To your students, you are valued. You are important. So, um, shout out to all those employee of the years um, nominees and winners uh, for Clayton County Public Schools. I want to shout out everybody that's just getting up every day and getting after it regardless of what you do regardless of what your field is uh regardless of what you do for a living um even if you're a stay-at-home uh parent ensuring that your family is as successful as they can be you're running the ship each day if you're taking care of a loved one doesn't matter uh the job or what you do just um just keep the course in mind stay focused just know that what you do matters what you do is important um, make the most of each day, continue to get up and get after it every day. You're valuable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fellas, appreciate all of that, man. If I can give my shout outs first, man, I got to thank everyone who was listening to us, been rocking with us from day one. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for all the emails, for the phone calls, just for all that you do to make sure that tales of the two percent can be what it needs to be guys thank you to crux media uh to our people over at unfiltered shout out to you guys man um shout out of course to my wife and my son thank y'all for letting daddy get over here and do what he got to do i appreciate that y'all heard the lullabies queued up in my spotify i gotta go wake the baby up from the nap so so uh shout out to you wake, wake you up and play um what else i got to shout out man shout out to all of the black men on this show all of the black men who tune in man hopefully you guys go away just with something learn something feeling great about something knowing that, that you're not alone in whatever you're going through man shout out to all the people who haven't felt like themselves whose game might have been off who feel like something's wrong but you get up anyway and you go after it anyway you go to these jobs and you put in your all anyway and you know your mental's not right man shout out to you for sucking it up and, and getting after it not because you want to but you know you're responsible and you have responsibilities shout out to you guys man shout out to all the kings who are wearing their crowns 
Shout out to all the people who are carrying their crosses, man. Shout out to everybody who is going through right now, but sucking it up and getting after it and grinding, man. We at Tales of the 2% salute you for doing what you do, man. Um, That's it for me, man. We got a ticket out the door. Najee Antoine, y'all want to bless us with something? Yes, sir. Amen. My man Najee got something, man. He definitely want to bless the uh, listeners with. Um, definitely an opportunity for him to just go ahead and do what he does, man. Let's rock hey, and roll. Lay it on us, E. All right. This is a poem that I wrote uh, a few weeks ago. Uh shared it with my brother. So why not? Perfect timing. Um Grinding like I never have, raising all type of standards, moving past the nonsense and breaking poor propaganda. I'm hood yet sophisticated, enslavement I refuse to master. My master is the God above, obstacles are being shattered. Life don't make a lot of sense, many questions left unanswered. Beautiful but cursed world, that relationship is battered. Never ran with the masses, those traits never mattered. My focus keep my drive alive, no time for slips or moving backwards. Financial wealth is never captured, it will always be a chase. The pace is never in the race, it is in your mental state. Change your mind, you'll change your life, old ways must be replaced. Pump your brakes, stop moving fast, give yourself a mental break. What you create is what you make, no if ands, no more debates. Relate to what will build you up. A stronger base shall be embraced. A lie will lie in bed with you. The truth will always resonate. This mirror image of the world is in the mirror that you face. Have a blessed one, everyone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There it is. Peace and blessings right there, ladies and gentlemen. Najee, I'll tell you. With hey, man. We need to get a book of this published. Like, seriously, legit. Like, we, need, we need to publish Absolutely. Books. Fire. We need publish. We need. We need to publish like tales of the two percent motivations for the everyday black teacher, bro. Come that on, is true. come on. I'm putting that in the atmosphere. I'm putting that Let's out go. in the atmosphere, bro. Watch it. Watch it work. 2023. Watch it work. Watch it work, bro. We are gonna put it out there. We are gonna have Donnie be a motivational speaker with all that. With all that knowledge, he was just dropping on this show. Donnie, Donnie gonna get out there and bless the people, man. <laughs> Hey man, there's nothing need more, more to be said. So on behalf of Mr. Too Cool for School, man, on behalf of our boy Najee El Tayab, on behalf of America's favorite science teacher, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. Wilson. This is Tales of the Two Percent. We out. Y'all have a good day, man. Enjoy your week.